A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science, with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews Podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am well. Another catastrophe this week, would you believe it? So, been trying to get hold of some antibacterial spray. I do like to douse everything in antibacterial spray and couldn't get hold of any. So I thought, right, what else? What else is there? And I found some antibacterial mouthwash. I thought, well, that's great. I'll just gargle away, be completely free of all bacteria. Wonderful. So I'd been doing this, very pleased with myself. And then um, I caught my reflection in the mirror. Or should I say, I thought I caught the reflection of some sort of witch. Um, And when I looked at myself, my teeth were black. It was awful. I had to send an emergency email to the dentist because, of course, they're not working to say, what is this? And they replied, have you been using any antibacterial mouthwash? Which I said, yes. And they said, "Uh uh-oh, worst thing ever. Um, It's your own fault. No, they didn't say that. They were perfectly pleasant. But yes, this is a real problem. So um, I have taken evasive action. I won't go into details, but I have taken strong evasive action. And I'm pleased to say my teeth are back to polar bear white. Um, but yes, not a not an enjoyable experience. It did give me quite a fright, but never mind. Anyway, enough of that. I've got some absolutely brilliant books to talk to you about today. I'm so excited. And the first ever, this is a drum roll. This is going to be a regular feature from now on, but the first ever author interview. Um, So you'll have to excuse me being very excited about that. But uh, yeah, someone said to me, right, come on, you've just got to do these author interviews. And I said, oh, I'm not sure. What if the quality is not right? What if the sound isn't good? And people said, they said, don't worry. We just want to hear you and author authors who just want to hear more about books. So come on, go for it. So that's what I've done. But before I get on to the books, uh, well, this is, I'm going to be talking about books right now, but before I get on to the books I want to review for you, um, I do want to mention the wonderful Facebook group. Do join us if you'd like to. Look for the Quick Book Reviews podcast group on Facebook. Um, now, Uh, I do ask occasionally what people are reading and a couple of books sounded so intriguing. I have acquired them myself. I haven't got round to reading them yet, um, but I plan to very soon. So Elsa was reading uh, My House is Falling Down by Mary Loudon. Um, 
and it sounds like a very different modern book on relationships. Um, she's a writer of elegance and high intelligence, says the Times. So I'm looking forward to reading that book and having a bit of a change from a lot of the sort of crime thrillers I've been reading that have been exceptional. But it's just nice to have a change every now and then. And then the next book, Jeannie has been reading The Organised Mum Method by Gemma Bray. Now, this is, does sound like the sort of book to bring me out in a rash, to be honest, because um, life's busy enough. But apparently, again, this will transform the way you clean, get a house organised. And with all that's going on, the, the house isn't on isn't my number one priority, I think we could say. Um, so I would very much like to get on top of the housework. So there we go. So it's a structured, manageable and ultra efficient cleaning routine. Oh, gosh, as I'm reading that, it makes me feel exhausted. Anyway, I could just read the book, even if I don't implement it, couldn't I? We'll see. And again, I have to apologise for the background noise. I am incarcerated in the house with other people and it's very hard to get them all to be quiet. So apologies for that. Just bear with me. So thank you very much, Elsa and Jeannie. Those sound like two interesting and different books that I shall read shortly. So we're going to get straight on to... Holly Watt, who uh, has written two books, um, To the Lions, which is out in paperback, and very recently, the second in the series, The Deadline. Um, and it's the first book, actually, that I have just finished reading that I wanted to talk to you about. Now, Holly Watt, I'll be honest, I hadn't heard anything about this author, and I'll come on to that when uh, I um, include the interview with her in a minute. Um, but I was looking at the Crime Writers Association um, announcements of who they were giving awards to. And Holly Watt popped up that they were giving her the award um, for this To The Lions book. And when I looked it up, the reviews were extraordinarily high. And I just thought, well, how come I haven't heard of this person? So recently I purchased the book. I didn't steal it. You'll be glad to know I did purchase the book and I really enjoyed it. Um, I'll read the blurb, but we'll go on to the story again when, when I'm talking to Holly. So Casey Benedict, star reporter at The Post, has infiltrated the lives and exposed the lives of countless politicians and power players. She is always on the search for the next big story, no matter what the cost. Tipped off at an exclusive London nightclub, Casey starts to investigate the suspicious suicide of a wealthy young British man and soon finds herself drawn into the heart of a much more sinister international conspiracy. Casey's determined hunt for the truth will take her from the glitz of Saint-Tropez to the deserts of Libya and on to the very darkest corners of the human mind. Um, this is a very fast-paced book, I would say. Um, very visual. I could really sort of see it panning out as I was reading it. Um, and I admit, uh, it took me quite a while to read it just because I had a lot going on. So there were some fairly big gaps in between when I was able to pick the book up and normally if that happens it's not the author's fault it's mine but normally if that happens I just can't get back into the book and either I have to speed read the rest of it or, or just put it down. With this one the writing was so clear and compelling I was just able to keep reading. Um, I, it didn't stop me at all. And so I'm really grateful for that. And I'm very much looking forward to reading the next one. Anyway, enough about me waffling. Let's let you let's play the wonderful interview. Well, it's a wonderful author, Holly. Let's play the interview and see what you think. The first thing I want to know is um, 
obviously you're really well regarded and you've won all these awards and on shortlist for all sorts of things but how come you're not you know everywhere because the, the books are great I just don't understand <laughs> I'm so glad we, I, I'm just really pleased with how they're doing <laughs> <laughs> um no I mean I I don't know I think it was like a it's weird when you publish a debut which I did like obviously last year and you just I remember I went to the Waterstones in uh I was in London or it must be the Piccadilly one and I just sort of looked at all these like loads of books and I was just like why would anybody buy my book there's so <laughs> many books and they're all so great and it's just like it's just really hard I think the publishing industry it's just kind of like there's a lot out there and yeah really luckily because I think because it, you know, because it won the CWA Ian Fleming Steel Dagger. Yes. Um, so I always struggle to say exactly. Um, you know, then it kind of got a bit more attention, so it's great. Yes, that was it for me. It was when I saw the announcement of you there. I thought, gosh, I, I honestly haven't heard of you before. And the, the, I mean, the first book's absolutely brilliant. And I do have both of them here. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, so, no, really, really good. But, okay, so let's start with Casey main character um just tell me a little bit about her so she's an investor journalist um and she's working at a fictional london newspaper called the post um and she works with a her sort of professional colleague uh, miranda and they're actually very good friends as well and they investigate stories so in the first one they're investigating um sort of horrific attacks on refugees in northern africa and the second one is based in uh, partly based in bangladesh and looking at illegal surrogacy rings some meaty subjects, my goodness. <laughs> have, I mean, with all your journalist background, have you got just a whole raft of possible issues for her, for Casey to cover? Well, I mean, that's the ideal world, yes. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I mean, certainly when I was writing to the mind, I wasn't thinking of it particularly as a series because that just seemed really hubristic. I don't know. It just seemed like, you know, you're just trying to finish yeah. and then get anyone to read it. And then, you know, so, so the idea of like, now Royce is kind of completely awed by someone like JK Rowling sitting down and being like, oh, this is my seven book plan. And I'm like, I mean, you know, all power for her. And obviously she did it unbelievably well, but you know, it's just like, I've seen there planning like the first three chapters and thinking that was like, oh, maybe I'll get to the end of that. <laughs> Was it, so it wasn't always a series, but is this your very first book then that you've tasked yourself to write or have there been other? No, attempts? there was a disastrous chiclet effort a few years ago. <laughs> um, but I think that's just part of being a writer. I think, you you know, I'd be astonished if any writer, I mean, I think some of them do, the jammy get sit down and sort of <laughs> write down their first book. And it's, you know, <laughs> that wasn't the case of me. I kind of, but I, I always love writing and I, you know, I really enjoyed it. And then I went into journalism for 15 years and that, yeah. that's a very formulaic stuff. I mean, I loved it as well, but writing wise, it doesn't kind of give you the same sort of, enjoyment that fiction does you know clearly it's much more kind of structured and it has to you know who where, what and why you know yes <laughs> yes and I mean journalism obviously is very deadline driven so uh, presumably you had the, the luxury if it, if it is a luxury to a journalist of having time to write was that an advantage or a disadvantage I think I really think helpful you're actually fairly used to just filling a screen that you know you've got your news editor standing over you and you need 800 words done by four o'clock so you mm. in journalism you don't have the luxury of being kind of like oh well I've got to wait for the muse to turn up yeah. you know you're like right get it done <laughs> um and I think you know for writing there is you know you sort of I'm sure there again there are writers out there who have to have the muse turn up and you know everything be perfect but whereas I kind of just you know I'm more 
just practicing like right okay I've just got to today I'm going to write this number of words and you know and I do usually find actually that sometimes I sit down I'm like I simply can't write anything and actually you just kick on through and it's actually fine and weirdly I often find the sort of the, the writing that I like best in my books came on a day that I was just not there at all you know but anyway so it's weird and it certainly but, helps but, to be a journalist <laughs> uh, yeah well that's probably your training as a journalist that even if you you, you don't feel it you've got you've got to get the words down and uh, yeah that's just how, how you look at it so which came first Casey or the story um do you know it's a bit of both which sounds weird but because the story for the well for the story to the lions came from an article I read a long time ago in it was actually based in the Bosnian war um in Sarajevo so that sort of the, the concept of that's not too grand a word had been drifting around my head for a long time but then Casey sort of obviously there are elements of my career in Casey as well mm. so because I, I did I did journalism I was investor journalism for a lot uh, investigative journalist for a long time and did a lot of undercover work so I think they both just sort of merged together at one point and that's when it became a book you're a very uh, well for me you're a very visual storyteller do, do you see it like a film in your mind as you're as you're writing um I think I do I can I sort of find it almost kind of quite weird trying to work out how I write I think <laughs> I, it comes from like that journalistic background again that yeah. I, you know, I travel to a lot of places and you have to get it across very quickly and succinctly you know where you are what it's like and you just get sort of practice and actually I found like a lot of you know because I've traveled these places for work and when I go back to my old notes it's just like these kind of there'll just be one word and I'll be like oh yes that's what that meant you know like that was that whole sort yes. of thing <laughs> Yeah, and I was just going to say, it, for me, you don't waste a word. You're not, your writing isn't flowery or it, you're just, you get on with the, st the story takes precedence. And that's what I loved about it. Okay, <laughs> uh, yeah, I think that's the journalism again. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So how, how, where do you write? Do you have your quiet space that you like to go to or is it just wherever? No, uh, well, um, I do have to be somewhere on my own. Um, I certainly mm. can't you know I, if I've got anybody to talk to or anything else and you know nothing happens um I don't know I mean I think the first one in particular was written all over the place because I was still working full-time when I wrote it so I'd be you know I'd have like an hour in an airport lounge or whatever and I'd just write it you know um whereas now I've actually quit I was at the Guardian and I left the Guardian just over, just under two years ago and now I'm in Devon and so now I'm much more kind of like okay I have a desk and I have this and I have this. Good. <laughs> nothing wrong with having a desk <laughs> it can help it can help so I hate to ask this but is book three in progress is there another yeah yeah Great. no it's actually I finished the first draft um oh. in fact I'm sending it off my publisher next week it's always a bit of a fraught moment um uh but you know and that's but it is weird like it's a real problem at the moment obviously it's a trivial thing in the grand scheme of things but this kind of sense of like you know this book theoretically will come out next summer and it's like what will the world look like then mm. and do you kind of take in coronavirus or do you park it somewhere else and just like pretend that this book was set in 2019 because that's actually the way this book is written it doesn't matter which year it's been um you know it's just it's just one of those things I think every, every writer's wrestling with at the moment yeah I, it's interesting because I've heard quite a few authors say that and yet for me when I'm reading a book I don't visualize in my mind exactly when it's based obviously a sort of within a decade mm. um but I I I wouldn't know if it was set in 2019 or 2018 unless there was some major issues that were being covered. No, exactly. My, my sister actually I was talking to her about it and she was saying that the sort of only thing in our lifetime she can rethink really of that's equivalent is the 9-11 sort of attacks. 
just of sheer like shifting everything mm. um and i said even that like when you're reading a book that's seven two thousand and three, and somebody's like ostentatiously kind of you know like talking about how airport security's changed or something like that it's like it's a bit clanging almost because the book isn't about that but yeah. there's kind of like the sort of like clear like i am making it clear that you know this is where we are i don't know yeah. it's, it's a tricky one i don't know whether you can ignore coronavirus altogether but then just because of the what it's sort of partly based on the like in Zimbabwe and you know obviously getting on planes and things like that and you're like well yeah. will we be getting on planes for the oh, anyway I'm gonna yes. have to wait and see what happens yeah. I think that will be one of those things that actually you know normally books kind of go sort of you know pretty firm by the time they go to publishers but in this case I can I can anticipate although I haven't talked about it in my publishers a situation where by like November we're like okay yes yeah, what to do <laughs> like where <laughs> will be fun <laughs> yeah yeah it's strange because um anything that's covered a virus before has always been called dystopian yet now yeah, what, that's life <laughs> will that be fiction yeah or non-fiction i should say so um final question uh and if you don't feel like answering this this is fine no? but what um what are you reading at the moment Oh, what am I? Do you know what? I'm just reading um, Sarah Vaughan's Little Disasters. Uh, oh, yes, I've got that on my page. It's great. It's really good. Get to it. <sighs> uh, no, I mean, it's an absolute sort of page turnery, sort of brilliant, you know, and also just really interesting. I mean, you know, it's based about um, sort of four women from maternity group, and I've got an 11 month old baby. So it's quite kind of like, oh, look, this is how my NCT group could have turned out. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, so, no, it's, it's a really good book. Oh, I don't want it to end. <laughs> that's a sign of a good book. So I would say if you like a book that's very relevant, um, that's a good read, a page turner, but in the right way, some good characters, believable, um, a sort of a crimey thriller, uh, one that keeps you wondering how it's all going to work out, then I, I thought it was a, a great read. To the Lions, Holly Watt, absolutely super. And as I say, the latest one, The Deadline, is also out. And you know me, I love a series. So that's Holly Watt's books, absolutely super. And thanks to Holly for putting up with my simpering joy at speaking to her. Um, the next book I want to talk to you about, let me just put that one down, is Just My Luck by Adele Park. So I was listening to a really good podcast called Writer's Routine, uh, where they interview different authors and talk about how they write, why they write, where they write, and the book that they've currently been working on, or their most recently published book. And Adele was talking about her latest one, and it was just so compelling that as soon as I finished listening to the podcast, it was on a dog walk, I immediately got the audiobook version and started listening to it. And I did really enjoy it. I haven't always uh, enjoyed Adele Park's books. Well, actually, let's be honest. There's only one other one I've, I've read. It was part of a, of a book club. Um, I Let Her In, I think it was called. And that one didn't grab me as much. This one really did. Um, and it's about three couples who are the best of friends or have been the best of friends. And there's a lottery win, uh, a significant, uh, substantial lottery win. And it changes things. Um, and I don't want to go into any more detail, but it's it's very telling. And I challenge you to read the book or listen to the book. And at the end, say to yourself, hmm, I'd still like a lottery win. Thanks very much. Um, and in my mind, a lottery win had always sounded so compelling and wonderful. You know, oh, the things you could do and how your life would be better. And gosh, it really does make you think. There are some really good twists and turns. Um, 
some good characters, some difficult subjects covered. And it's about friendships um, and what those friendships stand for and how strong they are and how the friendships you have as an adult also affect your children um, and how something might affect one person one way, but it could f affect another person very differently. So, yeah, I, I enjoyed it. Um, just my luck. Uh, by Adele Parks. So the blurb, I know I always like to read the blurb. Um, it's the stuff dreams are made of. A lottery wins so big it changes everything. For 15 years, Lexi and Jake have played the same six numbers with their friends, the Pearsons and the Heathcotes. Over dinner parties, fish and chips suppers and summer barbecues, they've discussed the important stuff. Kids, marriages, jobs and houses. And they've laughed off their disappointment when they failed to win anything more than a tenner. But then, one Saturday night, the unthinkable happens. There's a rift in the group. Somebody doesn't tell the truth. And soon after, six numbers come up, which change everything forever. Lexi and Jake have a ticket worth £18 million. And their friends are determined to claim a share of it. So there you go. It's out now, 384 pages, published by HarperCollins. Um, I really enjoyed it. I particularly enjoyed listening to the audiobook. That's a question. Some, When you listen to some audiobooks, it says narrated by so-and-so, and others say performed by so-and-so, and yet they are still reading the book. I would very much like to know the difference they think in narrating and performing, because unless they're doing a sort of dramatised version, it's the same thing. They are reading the book. They're putting as much energy and emphasis, I would hope, into it. So anyway, there's my question. So that's um, Adele Parks, Just My Luck. Really enjoyed that. Oh, now, something that we're doing at the moment that's very exciting in One Book Club that I have never done before is a buddy read. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I'd really recommend it. Well, so far, it's going really well. Um, we've got a book that we're doing next called The Goldfinch by Donna Tartt. It's a bit of a whopper, I think you could say. It's about 850 pages long, um, quite a meaty subject. And uh, just at this point in time, that's a lot of pages to be reading, especially some people in the book club have very little time to read. So understandably, that, that seems a lot. So we're doing this buddy read um, and we will finish the book in two months. But every week we're reading 100 pages. And because we're checking in online with each other anyway, every week at the moment, um, it's just a great way to have a, a brief chat about where we think the book's going, what we think of it so far. And I'm finding it a, a really enjoyable way to read a more chunky book 100 pounds 100 pounds 100 pages a week for me is is fine um it takes me i don't know hour and a half something like that two hours to read that um and so it's not taking over my week it's not that the book is the only thing i can read and i'm finding that i'm remembering it well enough to to revert back to so yes a buddy read why why not i'd really uh, recommend that um so now we've got one final book and this i was so excited when when this arrived i can't tell you this book is by Doug Johnston and it's called The Big Chill. Um, now, it's not actually available until August, but I want to tell you about it now for two reasons. First of all, it's just amazing and I was so excited to get a copy. Um, I had to tell you about it straight away. But also, I wanted to give you time 
to read the first in the series if you haven't already. So the first in the series, I have talked about it before, is A Dark Matter. And then this one is The Big Chill. So if you haven't read it yet, get that one ordered, get reading so that you're ready for when The Big Chill is out in August. Um, if you like crime, thrillers, mysteries. I mean, th these books have got it all. They follow uh, three generations of women in the Skelf family. And they're actually a combination of funeral directors and private investigators, which I think is a, is a great combination anyway. Um, it's got twists and turns. It's got strong female characters in. It's got humour. It's got shocks. It's got really good mysteries in it um, it packs so much in and yet it's written so sharply um, it, it's absolutely beautiful and what I would say as well is that um, it's gosh I think it was October when I read Dark Matter and yet I I mean I could remember the story but I couldn't remember all the details it that wasn't an issue with some books in a series I struggle to get back into it. I feel like the author makes you work really hard and expects you to remember absolutely every word of every page from the previous books. And so sometimes it's actually hard to get started on a series because you think, well, I'm going to have to go back to the beginning and read all of that. And every time another book comes out in the series, I need to read the first uh, books again. That's not the case. It, it's not that he over exit at all, but Doug Johnson sort of just reminds you of some of the really pertinent details and just leads you a little bit by the hand, a more gentle way to get into the next episode. And that's also really good if you haven't got time or you can't get hold of um, the first one in the series, if you're just getting the big chill and just want to get stuck into that one. It will be just as, as good getting into that. I think you'll be fully informed. Yes, you won't have all the flesh of the full background story, but it's still presented in a very accommodating way. So I thought that was uh, that was really good. Um, the characters are just presented so richly. It's very character driven. So if you're someone who doesn't want a lot of flowery um, discussion on the background and um, where the placing of somewhere, the location, then this is a book for you. It's about those characters. It's about what they're going through. And it's it's superb because it's not a Me Too book in that it, it's not a book that uh, you could see done again and again. And let's face it, some crime and thrillers are just, they're not copies, but they're very similar. And when you've read a few of them, you just want something a little bit different. This has got the word fresh written all over it. Um, I, I challenge you to find anything like this and anything so well written of this sort of fresh, gritty, determined type. It's, uh, it's just a wonderful read. I know I'm going on about it, but, you know, I gave the first one in the series 10 out of 10 and this one's even better so that I'm a bit stuck now where to go. Um, so 10 plus out of 10, I don't know, but I really enjoyed it. It's published by Arenda Books um, and it's out in August. The Big Chill, Doug Johnson. And as I say, the first one, A Dark Matter, is already out now. Uh, so it, it's well worth getting. And I can picture it exactly as a, as a 
fantastic leading TV series. Um, and I personally, I would suggest reading the book first, not waiting for the TV series to come out because it's just it's it's glorious. Um, a great read. So there we go. Crikey. A few books I've waffled on about. All good ones. Nothing that I've had to try and be polite about. Um, all really good ones. So first of all, we've had the books that uh, the Facebook group have suggested or are reading at the moment. My House is Falling Down and The Organised Mum Method. Oh, gosh, I'm going to have to, uh, yes, read those. Let <laughs> You know what, what I think. I'll be honest. Um, then we had the brilliant Holly Watt with To the Lions. Um, I mentioned reading The Goldfinch as well by uh, Donna Tart. Adele Parks, Just My Luck, that I listened to on audiobook. And Doug Johnson, The Big Chill, out in August. Um, so there we have it. Quite a few books to be going on with. But never fear, next week, not only have I got some great books, I've got a rather super fantastic author as well. Another one to uh, to interview um so uh, thank you for bearing with me with the sound i'm sorry for the slight distortions of background noises but uh, it's just one of those times where it's difficult to get everyone in the house to just sit in silence somewhere else and of course holly was based in devon um so it was just trying to get her wi-fi working hard enough so that we could do the interview but i just thought it's uh, brilliant to be able to access these authors for you and, and hear what they have to say about their brilliant books. So there we go. Uh, in conclusion, if you see a bottle of antibacterial mouthwash, do not buy it. Uh, but if you see the books that I've mentioned, do buy them. And, and that's it. So I hope all's well with you and I'll speak to you again very soon. Take care now. Bye bye. You've been listening to the Quick Book Reviews podcast. That's enough books, said no one ever. See you again soon. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at UH1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.